Hey guys, welcome back to All My Favorite People. I'm your host, Grace Cathy, and today I have one of my favorite people with me, Mari Ramsey. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Grace? Hey, hey. All right, so I know you pretty well. I've gotten to know you pretty well over the yeah. last few months, but some people listening might not have met you yet. Right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to tell us. It's all open here, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> uh, my name's Maury. Um, I'm a traveling uh, youth minister, uh, evangelist, um, worship leader, author. Um, I've done just a little bit of everything. Um, 21. Um, and for the past three years, three to four years, I've traveled the nation sharing my story and leading worship. I thought you were saying for the past three to four years, you've been 21. Oh, no. And I was like, this is brand new. Are you like lying about your age? Yeah, leap year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Leap year, baby. No, I always thought you were my age when I met you. Nah. I'm like when I found out you were 21, I was like, what? And I was 20 when I first started coming. I know. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. I feel like you're older than me. But I'm three no, years older than you. No, I, I have my childish days. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. No, it's okay. Um, so you were talking about traveling and leading worship and stuff like that. But how did you get started leading worship in general? Um, a, a lot of big opportunities um, happened and came and uh, when COVID hit. I mean, it was very instant. Um, I didn't really get get much time to react. I mean, it was like, you know, you're hopping onto the wave that God's sending. I mean, and it wasn't just like a wave. It was like a tsunami of things. And I mean, I mean, even if you don't take the opportunities, you're going to get, I mean, swooped up in it no matter what. And I mean, you know, big opportunities came and um, I had to, you know, for myself, tell myself that I was like, hey, I didn't want to be mainstream. I didn't want to be famous. I didn't want to be, um, you know, out there. You know, I wanted to if I was going to do ministry, I wanted to do it for relations and um, friendships and to be personal. And so um, the year of 2022, I decided that um, I would, um, you know, make that happen for me, for my my friends, for a couple of my buddies, um, for those of us who had a heart to not only travel and, um, you know, minister across the nation, but to also be able to um, do ministry with people you loved and adored and and still keeping that friendship benefactor. And so... um, we started traveling. We traveled the South. I mean, we traveled across seven states over the course of three weeks. And I mean, that just picked up. And I mean, it's now turned, you know, almost year around. Um, and I mean, it's, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, me being so young, I feel like I'm still just getting started. And so, I mean, it's been a beautiful thing. And so um, it's a level of, su- of succeeding that, you know, I never want to reach the point where I've succeeded. I just want to continue succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like all over the place. <laughs> I feel like every time I see you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to this state next and this state. And I'm like, bro, take my passport with you. I don't know. I, I don't even have a passport yet. But, you know, um, you were talking about you didn't want to be famous. Mm-hmm. How? So, like, I feel like a lot of people that I've met that lead worship, like for me personally, I wanted to be a country artist. Mm-hmm before the Lord called me into leading worship. And that was like a weird shift for me, you know, and I know other people that were pursuing music for their own first before doing Mm -hmm. that. But like, how did you know, like right off the bat, like, I don't want to be one of those people. Like Mm -hmm. I literally just want to be the hands and feet of Jesus with this. So of course, as a kid, you know, we are, we're all big dreamers. I I would think that we're all big dreamers. So of course, at one point I was like, I want to be this famous artist singing on stage in front of thousands and, um, you know, making people happy with my own music. But, um, as I grew into my teenage years, um, there's not much, you know, satisfaction 
and self-glorification. Yeah. Um, there's not much satisf- satisfaction that you can get, at least spiritually, whenever you're doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it quickly, um, I quickly pivoted a different direction um, where I could continue being personal. Um, you know, fame literally strangles almost the personalness that you can have. Right. Um, and it can strangle you if you don't know how to steward it well. And I mean, it's a level of um, ministry that, you know, um, I don't want to reach at some point. You know, I could I could see myself reaching that, but I'd rather be able to steward personalness and build relationships now in a position where I'm comfortable with um, growing with people. I'd rather be able to learn how to steward that well before I ever reach the other side of um, that beauty. Right. Yeah. I think that's something so cool with like what we get to do at the level we do too is like getting to know like the people that we're leading you know I think that helps a lot with leading worship in general you know I'm just thinking of like when I first started out versus now like Mm -hmm. knowing some of the students and the like student and college ministries that we lead at you know or knowing some of the people in the congregation or whatever like just knowing the personal stories and like Mm -hmm. I don't know, getting to see them worship, knowing what they're going yes. through, it's just so cool, it's you know? beautiful. And, like, I don't know, I looked at one of the girls I know last night when we went into the extended version of Jaira. Mm-hmm. We played it. It's a Wednesday when we're recording this, <laughs> and we were at our college ministry last night. Um, but we did the extended version of Jaira for the first time, and I looked at one of the girls I know, and when we did that, her face lit up. And, like, just to know, like, what she's going through right now yeah. and, like, where she's at with her walk in the with the Lord and stuff, like, and just getting to see her grow and see, like, how she was responding at worship. Yes. It's just so cool. And, like, yeah. I mean, you can still know people right. if you do have that platform, you know, mm-hmm. but it is different. Like, it just feels like there's that that disconnect in some way. Right. Um, but yeah, it's so cool getting to know the people through what you're doing. And that's something that, um, you do so well at, Mm -hmm. you know, like you were here like one week and you already knew all these people. And I was (laughs) like, how did you do this? But that's just your personality too, you know? So, so when you knew you wanted to lead worship and do this, like as your ministry, Mm -hmm. was that a difficult or easy yes to put on the table? For God to use. So before, I felt like, you know, I didn't get a choice whenever it came to leading worship. Yeah. Um, You know, um, I guess, um, so I used to play football. Um, Former foster kid, picked up my first guitar in foster care. Um, Legit, while I was in foster care trying to pursue football, I kept injuring myself time and time again. Tragic. Yes, it was horrible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, and, and the truth is, I mean, like, uh, you, you find a boy that can play guitar, play football, sing, um, you know, you, in your head, you're like, you know, that's a chick magnet. And, I mean, as a 14-year-old kid, you're like, you want to be a chick you're magnet. You're the Troy Bolton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Troy Bolton yeah. for all these girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kept injuring myself, which ultimately led to me breaking my back. Oh, no. My sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And um, after all of those injuries, I finally said, you know what, God, I'm going to take this as your sign that you do not need me on the field, that you need me somewhere leading worship. And so I started playing guitar and I started picking up piano. And I mean, you know, it was a call that pursued me no matter what I was trying to do. And if I was trying to pursue something else, it was not working out at all. Yeah. And so I didn't get to... Um, choose leading worship I truly think that I mean I was needed in such a time as this um for what I do um 
And I think, you know, there's such beauty in that, that God needed me so much that he literally had to break me. A lot of times we're talking about broken vessels, yeah. uh, but God literally broke me in order to get my attention. And I mean, in some way, form or fashion, you know, we're called and, you know, um, our main purpose is to worship God. And he's going to get that out of us um, no matter what it takes, because, I mean, that's what we were created for. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it's so crazy how god will literally break you (laughs) to like be like he like shakes you by the shoulders he's like all right you're not listening to me and um i feel like for me with leading worship like that was a similar thing i know i think i've told you before but um when i was trying to pursue music on my own and i was recording my first single i had something that wasn't like the flu but it was the flu it was over Mm -hmm. like winter break my whole family had it like christmas weekend or whatever Mm -hmm. Everyone else got better, but my throat didn't get better. And it was to the point to where I could, like, barely talk for, like, a month straight. I went to doctors. No one could figure it out. Mm-hmm. They took my blood to see, like, nothing. Like, it was like someone had taken sandpaper. Like, it was horrible. Like, I could not – like, we tracked my single, and um, we were there for, like, 11 hours that day. Mm-hmm. And then um, left. A couple days later, my producer called me. He's like, I am so sorry, but, like, we're going to have to retract all your vocals when you feel better like this is not like I just know you and know that this isn't what you want and I was just so frustrated (laughs) at that point (laughs) like my next step was the Vandy vocal clinic like no one could figure it out Mm and um I I just started the worship team at that point Mm -hmm. and I hadn't led yet and so I was scheduled for a Thursday night and that Wednesday I didn't want to cancel and so the Wednesday night before I went to sleep I was like God like let my throat feel better I just want to lead people in worshiping you you know woke up Thursday morning my throat felt great we're like God bless thank you Jesus like (laughs) I'm healed saying led it was great went to bed Thursday night woke up Friday morning my throat was sore again everything was right back to normal and it was weird and I was like what the heck and I didn't realize for a year that that was the Lord telling me like use your voice for me yeah and not to glorify yourself and I was like like looking back at it it makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. he called me out of trying to be an artist for myself beginning of 2020. Right. He literally was like, stop. And I I said, okay. And I was like, this is weird. Like this feels easy, you know, but I didn't realize he was doing that for a full mm-hmm. year and I just ignored it. Yeah. Or I guess cause I wanted to, you know, like my <laughs> yeah. flesh was uh-huh. like, you got this. This is what right. you wanted since you were six. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, sometimes he literally breaks you or, you know, there's he breaks you to protect you, too. And Amen. Yeah. and that's That'll preach. yeah, that's a a hard thing to mm-hmm. come to terms with. Is it's yeah. like I'm injured, but you're saving me from mm-hmm. this or, you know, I don't know. I'm late all the time to everything <laughs> like Clearly. always late. And yeah. it's it's just something that sometimes I hate that I'm late. But other times when there's like a wreck or something and I'm late and I pass the wreck, I'm like, God was protecting me from that. Yeah. Or he was like keeping his hand over me. So like this didn't happen or right. this, you know? And, right. um, I don't know. I was telling Jacob the other day, I was like, he controls everything. Isn't this just weird? Like, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I have this like out of body moment and I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's provision. Yes. And it's like, how does he do it? I mean, he's God, <laughs> yeah. but still it's like, sorry, <laughs> he's God. But like, it's just so mind-blowing to me. Like, yes. I can't even comprehend my own life and, like, helping mm-hmm. someone else all the time. Right. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. But And then he does, goes all those lengths just for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like we were singing last night. Like, if he dresses the lilies, how much more will he clothe yes. you? Yes. Oh, one of the most beautiful. I mean, in that scripture, like, how much more would he take care of his children? Mm-hmm. That he, he, he watches the sparrows, watch them fly, and he feeds them, making sure that they are taken care of, yeah. that they can continue to fly without a worry in the world where their next bite is coming from. How much more does he love us that he will take care of us in the simplest ways in the world? Yeah. Yeah, I have a bird feeder right out there on my balcony. We're in my living room right now. And That's it, provision it for the birds. It is. I know. Well, but I was I was looking the other day. It was raining. It was like that icky like mist, you yes. know. Yeah. And I just refilled the bird feeder and stuff, and it, it's clear. I can see it through my window. But anyways, but it was like icky and misty, and I was like, man, there are all these birds literally lined up on the like railing mm-hmm. of my balcony. And they're just hiding. Like, they didn't look scared. They're yeah. just, like, watching, like, all right, when am I going to get to fly? But, like, I was like, man, God's taking care of those birds right now. Right. And, like, first of all, birds are not robots, guys. I am convinced that they are real. <laughs> like, it literally talks about birds yeah. in the Bible. But yeah. um, but I saw them, and I was like, man, you're just so little. And, like, God has, like, a whole life for you, you know? Right. And, like, he knew, like, all right. Humans are going to feed them, too, you know, and there's going to be places for them to hide and Mm -hmm. they can hide in trees. I don't know. It's just it's so crazy. They're so little and we're so big compared to them. And I think it's so beautiful that the birds know where to come whenever they need a feeding. And I think that's what I I mean. Maybe God's been seeking that same heart out of us. Well, John 423 says that God searches the earth looking for those who will worship him in spirit Mm. and in truth. So just imagine, you know, you know, know, just take that bird. You know, the birds know where to come to get fed. And I mean, they know where to come to get food. I mean, that's that should be our heart. We know where to go to get food from the father. And, you know, so how much more does he love us? How much more does he care for us that he'll give exactly what we need? Yeah. What's been the hardest lesson that you've had to learn that the Lord's tried to teach you? That I cannot take all that I have everywhere that I go. Oh. Um, I'm a big, like, you know, I mean, if I go to my car right now, I mean, I have two cases of luggage, two boxes of shoes, and a suitcase full of books in the back of my car. Yeah. Um. And that's not even 10% of what I wish I could have brought just to travel for three days. Right. (laughs) I wish I could have brought so much more. Um, And I mean, and that's more natural, but I mean, spiritually, like, you know, um, I guess um, I can't take all my friends with me. I can't take my family with me. I can't take all of my belongings with me. Um, I can't take, um, you know, um, I just, you know, um, that's been hard. Yeah. Um, As a, 21 year old I mean you want you're still getting familiar with the world you're still getting familiar with where you are you're still you're still getting familiar with who you are yeah with yourself yes Mm -hmm. um and you know who God is but and so as you chase um God you're like I mean you know you want to be able to take all the beauty that you've got to experience with mm-hmm. you. And um, I think that's has been the absolute hardest thing I've had to, um, you know, come to my senses and be like, you know, I just can't take all those, all these people with me. I can't take um, all of these things with me. It's, it's just not going to work out. Mm-hmm. I think we're never done like learning about ourselves either. Yeah. You know, like that's something I know we're talking on the podcast with Delaney, like we're all in our twenties and it's just like, there's so much life change that happens. And I think of where I was at 21 versus now at 24, you know, and I don't know. I really feel like the past year or two, I've really learned a lot about myself, but it's because I've had time to myself to learn about myself. Like the Lord's like given me that Mm -hmm. opportunity, you know? And, um, yeah, 
my my suitcase. First of all, do you have any shopping bags? <laughs> not this trip. Really? No, not yet. So our joke, guys, is Mari, every time he comes, like, you always buy something. Yes, 100%. You always buy clothes or something. And, like, he always comes in and at least, like, one new, like, clothing item. He's like, I just <laughs> bought this today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, the one thing that I, like, bring with me all the time is my Bible. Like, if I go mm-hmm. out, Christian, I know, Christian answer. <laughs> but, but, no, I'm saying this because my Bible is, like, double the thickness of, like, most people's Bibles. Because mm-hmm. I have one where it's, like, bl- like. Bible page, blank page, Bible page, blank page. And it's like an illustration Bible or something, Mm -hmm. but like something that helps me with scripture to like learn it or like dwell on like what I'm reading is like writing out the scripture and like doodling or like drawing around it, like what I'm envisioning Mm -hmm. when I'm reading the scripture. Um, And that's something that like over the past year, it sounds so small, but I've been convicted to bring it everywhere because like sometimes I'll go for the weekend. I'm like, eh. But then I'm like, no, because if you don't bring it, you're not even going to read it on your phone. Mm -hmm. And that's not helping you help yourself to get in the word. And so my my bag is so heavy (laughs) already. And then I add my Bible in it and it's like, oh, my gosh, did you put a brick in here? I'm like, look, but it's the word of God. So it's an okay brick, you know, to put in there. (laughs) But um, my dad, we went to my grandparents this weekend for Thanksgiving and um he picked up my bag. He's like, what is this? I was like, my Bible, Dad. Okay, look, I needed a bigger <laughs> bag for my Bible. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm just being holy, okay? Amen. But no, that's a joke, guys. Amen. But um, <laughs> do you have, like, a life verse? I do. What's your life verse? Psalms 139, 14. All right. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and my soul knows that right well. King James? It might be. I think it you is. You said die. That's why die, I was die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first scripture yeah. I ever uh, preached on uh, when, really? I, when I was 10 years old. Okay. What what makes that your life first? Like, why does it, like, stick out to you so much? Um, it takes attention off of my anxieties. Later on in that mm. chapter, David says, God, search my heart for any anxious desires inside of me. Um, but right there in that verse, I feel like David's just magnifying what God created him to be. Yeah. And he's just saying, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And my soul knows this. I mean, and all throughout Psalms, you'll find David literally telling his soul to praise God. Yeah. He says, so why are you disquieted within me? You are going to praise the Lord anyways. And he mm-hmm. just commands his soul continuously to praise God. He's saying, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Forget all the stuff that, you know, culture has tried to tell me, what the world has called me, what I've done. I mean, I slept with Bathsheba, but I know what God's calling me to. Yeah. I used to be a shepherd boy, but I know what God's calling me to. Um, I'm a king. I, I, I am chosen in the eyes of the Lord. And um, David's just removing any of these anxious thoughts, any of these things that are not of God. And he's saying, I'm going to praise you anyways. And I think that's why David was considered uh, a man after God's own heart. In my opinion, he was like, you know, other than Jesus, he was like uh, God's favorite person in the Bible. Um, (laughs) If God had favorites, I'd be like, you know, David was that guy. And in fact, he had the largest book. So I'm just saying. um, Don't tell that to John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But David just, uh, I mean, I don't know. David, um, you know. Um, even as a worship leader, you go through the Psalms, you're and you're like, you know, uh, a lot of the songs we sing are scripture. Yeah. And they come from the Psalms. Yeah. Um, songs like Gratitude, you know, come on my soul, oh, don't you get, and it's just like, you know, um, the beauty that uh, is uh, beheld in scripture. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that, um, a lot of that comes from the root of David's heart, knowing yeah. that God is, you know, he wants God. Yeah. I love, like, when I'm reading through and I see 
even like not meaning to, you know, like yeah. I'll like read and then I see like exactly where part of a worship song has come from, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'll like immediately draw a little arrow and I like write the <laughs> song title to the side because that helps me remember mm-hmm. as a worshiper and as a worship leader, like, hey, this is like the scripture that it's pointing back right. to, you know, and um, yeah, it's just it's amazing to see how much of it is literally pulled straight from it, you know, because the, the Lord gives us words for a reason. And I, I know that when you're writing worship music, it's not like, what can I write today? It's like, what does the Lord want me to write today? And so a lot of times, you know, even with like our new vision songwriting program that we, we do, um, a lot of times we're like, Hey, what's on your heart right now? Like what verse has been Mm -hmm. speaking to you? Like, where are you at? You know, and it'll come straight from like, scripture it starts with scripture it ends with scripture yeah. because that's what it's all about is yeah. the word of god and exactly. and just pr- singing it and proclaiming it to him in a different way um but yeah i also think that d- god really liked david <laughs> i really do i mean i was reading um i was doing like the bible recap that i think it's Terry Lee cobble that has it or something mm-hmm. i don't know our women's ministry was going through it so i was going through it for a time and um it was flipping back and forth between the Psalms and David's story in general. And so like you would read part of David's story and then it would say like, now read Psalm, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it would like tie in perfectly. And it was just so, it just brought a new perspective to me for the Psalms mm-hmm. and seeing like exactly where it was coming from, you know, and just feeling like I had a deeper knowledge of mm-hmm. the Psalms. Cause I feel like we use it a lot for worship mm-hmm. or, you know, praise in general, because it's like, we'll praise you in yeah. like half of the Psalms, you know, <laughs> but then what you were talking about with your life verse, it's like the context that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Like the, there was always something that was a cause for the effect right. that the verse is. Yeah. So. I mean, and even in those scriptures before verse 14, David's like, you knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. Yeah. So clearly there is purpose behind what you're calling me to. Yeah. That's so crazy. David is amazing. I know. He is amazing. I know. Like, you know, whenever I enter into heaven's gates, that's who I want to meet. And I want to hear him Excuse me, where's sing. David? Yeah, I wh- want to meet him. Yeah, what was that secret <laughs> chord that you were playing? Because I was trying to play it and couldn't find it, and I need to know. <laughs> we need to use some of that in heaven yeah. here, okay? <laughs> if we're going to be singing holy, holy, we need you to leave, my friend. Right, right. So uh, your verse talked about anxieties. Do you mm-hmm. deal with anxiety? Yes, every time I step on stage. Really? How do you ever. how do you deal with it? Um, I've always been like, as soon as the first word comes out, it's only up from there. Yeah. Um, even whenever I preach, like I mean, it's like you know, as soon as I get the first word out, there's no stopping after that. Right. We're we're going nothing but up after that, and I mean, yeah. like you know. I'm like, you know, like in strong, you have to end strong. You have mm-hmm. to end strong. No matter how weak you started, you got to end strong. Oh, yeah. Um, I think everyone has a best. And no matter, you know, like, uh, you know, if you have like a water bottle and you have like 50 percent water in there, your best is at 50 percent. Mm. Even though your cup is only full to 50 percent and you still have the capacity to uh, the capacity to be filled to 100. Yeah. If all you have is 50 50% water in there, you can only give 50%. So that's your best. And so for me, I'm like, you know, if I have 50% to give 
I'm giving 50%. If I have 100% to give, I'm going to give 100% because I'm going to go back to the Father later and I'm going to get my cup refilled. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I deal with those anxieties with, like, war in the moment. Mm-hmm. War. I will go to war with words that I'm saying with the authority of Christ that I know I have, um, with the blood of Jesus. I mean, I mean, as you begin to um, – I call them Holy Spirit cleats. Um, no matter where you step, you will get traction. And so as you stand on the word of God and you continue to stand and you continue to walk, you're breaking walls, you're you're breaking through. And I mean, you're stepping through anxiety like nothing. That's strong. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you don't even worry about anxiety at that point. You're, you're not even thinking about how nervous you were. You're not even thinking about who's looking at you. Um, you you're not even thinking about what you're saying at that point, really. Yeah. You're just standing on the word of God and you continue to step with the word of God in hand. And as you focus on that, I mean, everything else on this, on what was a wide path, you know, where your focus could have went so many different directions, as you stand on the word of God, that path gets narrower as you begin to focus on Jesus and continue to walk forward. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like a lot of times, too, for me, I'm like, I feel like the Lord doesn't want you to live in anxiety, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. But at least in my experiences, I know that the Lord has been with me with the anxiety. Mm-hmm. To make me lean on him more. Amen. And it's it's something that anxiety sucks. And it's not something yeah. that anybody wants, you know. And I don't think the Lord wishes that upon anybody. But I think sometimes it's given to us so we can learn to depend on yeah. him more. And and not depend on ourselves or depend on our, our friends, our family. You know, different things like that. They, yeah. They're there to push you along to look towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're not there to be the Lord. And that's... That's a hard thing where it's like, but I can see them, you mm-hmm. know, like I can like see them and talk to them. But um, in those moments where I'm like really anxious and then I read my scripture, mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I, I feel more grounded yeah, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel better. And um, yeah. So you we were talking earlier about you've led like a lot of retreats. Mm-hmm. You've done camps and stuff. And um, what's your favorite part about that? But then what's also the most challenging favorite part um i love doing the same songs in different places because the reaction is always different Mm, yeah um i mean you know i can do i thank god like all right so for instance i mean kids across the country love i thank god yeah 100 percent. i remember in may coming to new vision and doing i thank god i mean it was one reaction I remember going to Nebraska and doing I Thank God and opening up with that. I mean, these kids went crazy. <laughs> uh, I went to Texas that same uh, weekend. I mean, we ended with I Thank God, and, I mean, those kids went. We ended up doing a soul train to I Thank God. I mean, you want to talk about phenomenal. That was that was crazy. Yeah. Um, went to California, did I Thank God, and, I mean, the congregation, I mean, the congregation didn't even know the song. Really? And they loved it. And you're talking about people from 40 to 80 years old. I mean, of course they're not going to know that song, but they adored that song. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so I love seeing the reactions of people, though it gets tiring to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the song is just, you know, it gets overplayed or whatever. Um, (laughs) I think I find more beauty in knowing that though it's the same song, God can work in a new way, in a different way um, and in a fresh way. Mm -hmm. And I think if we um, take on those new and fresh perspectives, those songs will never get old old with us because God's always doing something brand new. Yeah. But I think the most difficult part of doing camps and retreats is it's tiring. Yeah. Um, 
managing teams, doing the financial end. I mean, those are like the background things that people don't see. Uh, the leading worship, um, I mean, you've got a lot on your plate mm -hmm. that's a load on your shoulders um, that you're having to take care of and make sure that it's done on the natural end that, I mean, um, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and it, and it's, it'll never get less difficult because those things will always be there. Right. So you can't get away from them. Um, but I think the beauty in knowing the first thing, knowing that God can always work in a fresh way, mm -hmm. makes everything that happens in the background worth it. Right. And so, though, that doesn't dismiss that it's challenging, though. Yeah. Um, I said this past week, uh, I was preaching on, you know, the flesh and convictions and stuff like that. Um, I said, don't dismiss those things. Confront them. Yeah. With scripture, with your heart, with uh, what you believe, you know, confront those things. Mm -hmm. Push those fleshly things away and confront them. Do not dismiss them because it's going to cause more problems. And so you confront them with what, with what the scripture says, what you believe, what God has led you to do, mm -hmm. and you continue to push forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, something that a lot of people don't realize is all the behind the scenes yes. that goes on. And honestly, that's one reason why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place was mm -hmm. to bring on my creative friends that work in ministry and just be like, because I get asked all the time, what do you do all day? <laughs> and I'm like, you want to see my laptop? <laughs> like, there's a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, getting ready for retreats, getting ready for camp, getting ready for this, getting ready for that, making sure the team's good, making sure you have snacks, making sure yeah. there's travel arrangements, you know, like all the, yeah, I know, Miranda's over here. Yeah, Miranda always requests Uncrustables. And gummies. So. And we need the yep, gummies. We always have to have gushers <laughs> and gummies. Yes, we do. Can I tell a little story about Mari? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for those who don't know, uh, I play bass <laughs> sometimes. I play and, bass. Uh, I play bass. Um, and so, one day, I was, I, I, I come on stage behind the drum kit. And I don't, I think it was like we were doing a final song or something and I just see like a few gummy wrappers like on the back <laughs> of the drum kit. Was and this then, at Battlefield? But like, yeah, at Battlefield. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. Who's eating gummies? And then there's a, there's a table behind the curtain right there too. Yeah. There were two more gummy wrappers. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, and then like, in like after the song was over, you know, I pack up and everything, and I'm like, these gummy wrappers are still there. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll clean them up, I guess. So I clean them up, and I'm like, who's out here eating gummies? And Mari's like, it's me. And I was like, <laughs> I literally just found a trail. Of, well, I catch him in the green room eating gummies. Oh, my like gosh. Tracks. And it's just like finding a little trail all the way back to Mari with the gummy wrappers. And I'm like, oh my clean gosh. them up, Mari. Yes. Hey, the background beauties of ministry. <laughs> I know. I think some, okay, so something that some people may not realize is just how long we're there for services sometimes. Yes. So, for example, for student ministry, which is what you guys were just talking about, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we're there, let's just say 4 o'clock because you get there a little bit before rehearsal till. Okay, Miranda, not you. I'm kidding. Miranda gets there, like, right on time. Um, but, like, 4 o'clock till, like, 8.30 or 9. Mm -hmm. And for our team, that's, like, right in the middle of dinner. People mm -hmm. are coming off of work. You're hungry, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday mornings, I get up at 5 o'clock on Sundays, get to church around 6.20. Mm -hmm. And then, so I, if I don't eat before I get there, like, 
I'm mean if I don't have, like, I have to have something. <laughs> but then by the time first service rolls around, it's been, like, three hours since I've eaten breakfast, and my stomach's growling. And I'm like, dude, so I have to eat, like, two breakfasts on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time lunch rolls around, like, you're there, like, 6.20 to, like, 12.20. Yeah. And then you're hungry for lunch, and you're like, oh, my gosh, but we have a green room with all these snacks that just look at you. <laughs> they just look at you. And I'm the one, Kelsey and I are the ones that, like, that, like, Put the snacks in there. So, like, I know what's there. Yeah. I know what's in the storage backstage. So, I'm like, hmm, there's this backstage. Yeah. Like, there's an oatmeal cream pie. There's, oh, Kelsey just got the Christmas tree cakes to put in there. And I know. And I didn't get to go with her on the last snack run. But um, I've been thinking about an oatmeal cream pie all Sunday. I saw someone <laughs> eat one. And I went back for tree lighting. And I was like, I'm going to get one of those. And there weren't any in the basket in the green room. So I was like, I'm going to the storage backstage. And I didn't know the Christmas tree cakes were in there. And I stood there for a solid two minutes. And I was like, which one do I get? <laughs> I was like, what is the decision? And I went with the, the tree. But there's a lot of snacks because there's a lot of odd hours. But because of that, you also find wrappers in random yeah. places yeah. backstage. <laughs> Catch me rummaging through the totes backstage for oatmeal cream pies. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. I didn't. I felt like I was the only one who ate them oh no it's everybody's me. like yeah that's weird and i'm like i don't know what it is but i love them <gasps> did you eat one sunday it was probably me you, i was I, gonna say that was <clears throat> that was you yeah. i thought it was kelsey's mom <laughs> no it was probably me you catch yes. me it's it's something that's round and it's either an oatmeal cream pie or an uncrustable those <laughs> uncrustables save me though i'll, I'll eat yeah. like i'll have like two stick them in my pockets for like yes. 10 minutes by the like 15 minutes later, they're ready to go. Jacob Amen. has put one over um, the lamp in the green room before to heat it up. That's smart. And I have a video of him doing it. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, heating my sandwich. <laughs> 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 because if you put it in the microwave, it's gross. Right. But, like, if you warm it up, I was like, this is both, like, really redneck and really genius <laughs> at the same time. And y'all try to call me country. That's why you put them in your pockets. You are. No. Look, okay, I want everybody to comment whenever this comes out. I want you to comment <laughs> on my Instagram post and tell us after listening to this if you wow. think Mari has an accent. One out of ten, how country is Mari? I'm from Kentucky. Uh, I'm from Kentucky. No, that, that, that sounded country. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't say Kentucky without sounding country. No, okay. <laughs> um, anyways, you can't, I mean... All right, it's no. okay. It's I want to okay. see that. I'm gonna be waiting for those comments. Yeah, yeah. Let the comments roll in. We'll have the we'll have the Instagram post. It'll have his picture on it, and then you're <laughs> gonna get to comment. But all right, I have one more question for you, Mari. All right. First of all, thanks for being here. No this problem. This was fun. Yes. I know we talked for like 40 minutes before, <laughs> you know, we recorded, but like, <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk. Right. Um, okay, this is a question I ask everybody. All right. It's a two-parter. Okay. So, what is something that brings you joy, and what are you looking forward to coming up? One thing that brings me joy is people. Yeah. I love people. Um, I get overjoyed whenever I, one, see people that I know. Uh, except for, unless I'm in Walmart. Like, I try to avoid everybody in Walmart. I don't want to see anybody that I know. You want to get in, get out? Yeah. yeah. Um, me too. I mean, so, if I see you and you don't see me, you better believe I'm walking halfway across the store. Thanks, um, I feel loved. <laughs> No, but I do find joy <laughs> no, in people. I, I love find. I, I mean, I find so much joy in stepping into other people's lives, and um, whether it's pouring in or them pouring into me, I, I find so much joy in knowing that I can be part. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'm looking forward to. Whew, um, 
My stomach's growling. Sorry. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> One thing I'm looking forward to would have to be um, a lot of great things are happening next year. Releasing um, a couple more books. Um, hoping to release some more music and okay. stepping into a new position. Yeah, you are. At New Vision as Woo! the Next Gen Worship Associate. Yeah, and, you are. Um, I must say that that's pretty exciting. Um to one move to the city yeah. after living in this whole country accentual place <laughs> that y'all <laughs> call me. Uh, um, but um, no, um, I think I'm excited to be able to um, continue the ministry that God's called me to um, continue the ministry um, in the local church. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just flourish from there, um, yeah. grow and then pour as well. Yeah. So that's exciting. We're going to be desk buddies. <laughs> so exciting. She has desk neighbors. My office already. I have. I have. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, we are so excited to have you. I'm so, I was so happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm smiling. We're excited. They can't <laughs> see me. I just realized that. But <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you on the team. I'm glad that you decided to come here today yes, and yeah. talk with us. Um, if you would like Mari's book, he has a book that has come out. Amen. Can they DM you they can. to ask for it? They awesome. Can. They can awesome. DM me. They can go to my website. Yeah. Know, either or. What's your website? MarioRamsey.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I will have him tagged in my Instagram post when this comes out. If you would like to DM him, just click it and get your book. And if you go to New Vision, you'll be seeing a lot of Mari soon. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next time.